Here's a hypothetical. If your neighbor buys Enlist One herbicide and Instinct Next Gen nitrogen stabilizer, and you buy Enlist One and Instinct Next Gen but use True Choice, what's the difference between you? Well, besides you obviously being the smarter neighbor, about $5,000 extra in your pocket. Don't miss out on easy extra cash. Choose True Choice and get up to 10% back. Visit Corteva.com slash save now. Radio, Chuck Dizzle. DJ Head. Yes, uh, another another day. We haven't actually done a podcast together in a while. There's been so much stuff going on the last couple of weeks. Well, we've been doing pods. They've just been in the form of interviews. Right. So uh, We've been giving y'all a lot of interviews, giving y'all this work, but now it's time for us to give you some more opinionated uh, opinions. That's what I'm saying. We haven't got a chance to talk about the things and the events that's been taking place. It's been a lot of shit weeks. going on. Yeah, You know man. what I'm saying? That was my first S word, Clarence. <laughs> <laughs> Take tabs now. Did we mention uh, Kanye and Kim Kardashian divorcing briefly? All right. So obviously, I don't think. Are you surprised? No. Okay. I was gonna say I don't. I don't think the world is surprised about this. Kim keep a man like my mom. I, I don't know how your mom keeps a man. <laughs> she doesn't. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Doodles. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, DJ Head. He'll be here all night. <laughs> Damn, mom's gonna see this like for real. Kim Kim Kardashian keep a man like my mom do. You know what I'm saying? Okay, but who's at fault for this one? Do you It'd be, think it's a turnover rate like a AAA call center? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh man! <laughs> You're out of here. All right. Whose fault do you think this is? For the, what, who Kim you, and Kanye divorce? place the blame on majority at this point? Well, I think obviously it has, I mean, in all seriousness, it has something to do, well, not a lot to do probably with Kanye's uh, mental health mm-hmm. issues uh, because of his, you know, I could imagine he has what, rather erratic behavior. Right, right. Um, I think it also has something to do with finances. Yeah. Uh, I think it might have th- something to do with the kids. As far as like him, um, it might have some. I don't know. It's a lot. I mean, That's just speculation. Yeah, we don't we part. don't know the nuances. But my thing is this, and, and again, this obviously we're we're in a society now that people don't take it as serious as they possibly should. Right. And and le- and we don't know the back end. If she's in real harm or real danger, which you know, with somebody uh, that that is potentially sick like that, um, but you you sign up for that, right? Mm-hmm. When you get married, it's for better, for worse, sickness or health. You know what I'm saying? Like those are the vows you go under, right? Mm-hmm. So my thing is, you know the type of individual that he, that Kanye is. You know this is what you signed up for. How much more do you think she could have put up with, or should she put up, have put up with? Mm-hmm. Is it one of those things where it's like I'm gonna hold him down regardless, or it's like damn, I have to protect the family, the kids, whatever? Like, and I don't. I, I think with with Ye's, personality we know what we get yeah. and if you marrying him you kind of you really know what you get yeah so i don't know i just i i don't know if I, i'm not put, placing a blame or a fault on anybody but i'm just like damn i wonder if there was more that could be done in this situation because on, i would I, like to see i mean obviously i never want to see anybody get divorced yeah. i never want to see anybody break up their family especially or they, with the kid like the kids that are involved as well or their homes mm-hmm. but 
I think that you should also take in consideration your mental health and your happiness as well. And I said this to I say this to all my homegirls too. Like, not being happy is enough. Like, you don't have to have a, a concrete reason to leave someone. Like, just if you're not happy, that's that's enough reason, in my opinion. Yeah, but if there's a a way to fix that, no, if there's yeah, if there's obviously a ways to, you know, rebrand the relationship. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> On your PR. <laughs> yeah. Okay. If there's a way to rebrand the relationship, then by all means do so. But it, it, if you're not happy mm-hmm. it should, and you know that, that this road only is going to lead to more unhappiness, then get out. Okay. Um, again, I think that leaves room for a cop out because anybody can say they're not happy. You know what I'm saying? That's like, true. There, there are certain things like, man, I'm not happy with the way this person sleeps or you know what I'm saying it's annoying like I'm I'm being I'm exaggerating but I'm just saying somebody can use that as an excuse then that person exit. wasn't built for it anyway true so I don't know I I, I just feel like I'm that. not married though so you would and, be able yeah. to tell me better than I could tell you and that's why I say that I, I, I feel like once you sign up for this and for people that are, that are thinking about marriage these are the things you gotta think about I, I feel like a lot of times when people decide to jump into marriages they don't they don't think about the long haul they think about the wedding and oh we're gonna have a cute family and it's like nah bruh it's a lot that goes into it it's there's a somebody lot of ups and downs there's somebody who said that to me before like oh we make cute babies nah, yeah nah. but you're annoying yeah <laughs> <laughs> what you about that? how we gonna fix that we have annoying ass baby how <laughs> how we gonna work that out yeah yeah I, it's I, I but again I like the fact that they haven't made it um they haven't gone back and forth with shots so far and I, again this is still early in the divorce who knows what's going to actually take place go unfold but as of right now if they can just keep it you know hey we're not together for this that and the third and move forward cool but once you know they start throwing shots that, that's when it kind of gets kind of gets sad like damn man i don't want to see that go down so um i do want to switch gears man talking about bobby schmurter yeah bobby schmurter is home bobby is free we haven't really had a chance to talk about it but i i like a couple of things about bobby schmurter coming home right mm-hmm. and getting his celebration and i remember um, having this conversation with a couple of um, what, what, what did I call them before? Community leaders. Community leaders. Yeah. Shout out to Big U. <laughs> Community leader <laughs> out there. Okay. Shout out to Big U. Yeah. But I remember having a couple of conversations with a, with a, a couple of commun- community leaders mm-hmm. in the streets, and I was posing the question that should someone be celebrated for quote unquote doing what they're supposed to do. And what that means is, with it, if you partake in a certain in the, in the criminal underworld, mm-hmm. right, and you don't tell on anybody and you do your time or whatever, I I was asking, is that something to be celebrated? And I think it was it, it ended up coming down to during the conversation. I remember talking to glasses about this too, but I remember um, it coming down to it being a part of the current climate of mm-hmm. things because, you know, there's so much, so many things and people who don't take accountability for their actions. Right. People who run away from the responsibilities of, of things that they have done. Mm-hmm. Um, so now that we're in this current climate of individual where there's a lack of accountability, then you now you celebrate that to incentivize other people to take accountability for their actions. So I do like that Bobby Schmurder, in his case, took his time, didn't complain, uh, end up doing more time than he was actually supposed to do, just so his uh, so they can do the same amount of time. Right, right, right. And I mean, I think it's commendable. Part one, obviously, 
committing crimes is not commendable. Mm-hmm. But I think if you commit a crime against society in any capacity, it could be if you stole a Snickers out of the grocery store mm-hmm. and you pay your debt to society, I think that's that stand up. I respect it. Yeah. And and I, I like the fact that since he's been home, there, there's a meme that I saw, or not even a meme, it was a video of him in the club. You know, <laughs> smarter out there getting his bag, first and foremost. The second of all, he's in a club, and so a, a young lady, I guess a bartender, one of the hosts, tries to pass him a drink. He's yeah. like, nah, 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 uh-uh. Got that water. Got that Got H2O. Right you know what I mean? They, they looking at me right now. I'm cool. Yeah. Now, I don't know if that was because he knows people are watching or if that is uh, an internal change for him. But either way, I like the fact that that was on display. Whether he knew people are watching or not, that he he celebrated that. It was just like, now nah, I'm cool. Like, well, based on what I saw, I think he's done a lot of soul searching. Mm. And he's gotten a lot of insight as to what the real meaning of life and being here is about. Mm. And so I don't think that he's on the same type of time he was on when he went in there. Mm. I think, obviously, jail changes everybody one way or another. Right. But... I think for him, I think it was a life reflection thing. Mm-hmm. I remember listening to um I forgot, I think it was Remy Ma. I think I, I think when Remy came home, mm-hmm. like I, I don't remember how long she did. She did some years though. And I remember was, I want to say it was around the was it 6 7 years? It was it, she did some time. Yeah, she did some time, yeah. And I remember when she came back, she was saying how it changes you one way or the other. Mm-hmm. And uh like I, I think that for Bobby, Bobby Smurder in his case, and I think that jail has changed him in a certain. I mean, we, we, I mean, he's still, it's still only been what a couple, a few weeks. Yeah. So we'll see. You know, if he get back into the into the swing of the bullshit, but I think that it has changed him in a positive way. From what from what I can see, and from when I listen to him talk, mm-hmm. he's definitely not the same person that he went in as. But he was also a kid when he went in there. Man, that's that's wild to think about that. Um, but he did get that bag. I want to circle back on that. Yeah. Uh, All Star Weekend just passed. Mm-hmm. Atlanta was outside, outside, and we'll talk about a couple of the activities that took place. But I was reading up and saw that he made three hundred thousand dollars. This week, that weekend alone, this past weekend, just All Star Weekend, just All Star Weekend. There was one show I want to say it was a hundred and it was just under two hundred thousand. One of the shows, just one show alone. Like I come to come to town Friday, get a bag for damn near two hundred thousand, and then all the other shows rounded up. It ended up being three hundred thousand dollars, man. So one weekend, in one week, I don't know if I've made that much money over the course of my life. Probably not. Probably Probably not. not. I, I I don't think so. So, I don't think so either. Salute to Smurda, man. He he's home. He's focused. He's getting that bag. Um, just stay safe out there, man. Because there's the 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 one thing that I do see, and it happens when everybody comes home, and the the hoorah around it. There's a lot of people in his pockets right now. There's oh, for a sure. lot of people watching. But, but but hey, he went and did his time by himself. True. So, what does that have to do with people being in his pockets? Because them people didn't do your time with you. That's that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Okay, so we saying the same thing. Yeah. Okay. I thought you were like, but like, hey, you know, let him be in his partner. Nah. No. Okay. He went did that time dolo, so he he get to shine dolo. Yeah. So, yeah, man, I I, I like to see it. Um, I'm happy for him. Actually, and, you know what? Oh, go ahead. No, I was just, I was gonna close it off that okay. way. I was happy for him. I got something I want to talk about. I was listening to Jess Hilarious podcast. Okay, mm-hmm. it's called. Uh, Shout out to Jess Hilarious, and she's on the Black Effect iHeartRadio podcast sure. network. It's called Carefully Reckless, and Jess's last episode was called Liar, Liar. Please mm-hmm. check it out when you have a time. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And she was talking about times when she lied to get ahead. And she told this story. She told this story about how she was doing her funny videos. You know, Jess Hilarious was on Instagram doing funny videos, Mm -hmm. right? And they were just 15 seconds long. Long story short, Martin Lawrence ended up discovering her, had had his brother reach out and offered her to open up his tour for the What Now tour. Right. And this was when they're both from Maryland, so obviously for the for the Baltimore show. Baltimore. Um so when they went back, I mean when when she she when Martin Lawrence talked to her on the phone, he offered her like, "Hey, you know I like your stuff. I think you're hilarious. You know would you can you can you open for me when I come back to Maryland?" She like, "Hell yeah." He was like, "You do stand up?" She was like, "Hell yeah." Now mind you, she don't do stand up like She was that. just doing videos. She was doing videos. Wow. But the she, opportunity was so there. So Martin said, how much time can you do? Now, anybody who knows anything about stand-up, yeah. okay? I, I've done stand-up mm-hmm. before. I did one night only. I, I was there. Remember. I remember. Oh, yeah, you was yeah. there. This was 10 years ago yep. or something like that. Yep. I did stand-up one night only. Stand-up is one of the hardest things to ever do because it's you and a microphone. Don't take it lightly at all. Do not take it lightly. That being said, if you know anything about stand-up comedy, when you watch a one-hour special, that's probably a year's worth of material, material yeah. that that comic has come up with mm-hmm. to to do a, an hour special on Netflix, right? How long she say she could do? She told she told Martin Lawrence she could do half an hour. Get the fuck out! Of here. <laughs> you know how uh, five, now, mind you, five ten minutes is like bro sweat because when minutes? you you did what ten minutes? Or did I did you do ten five? minutes. Yeah, and I was like, woof, 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 woof. oh my god, <laughs> I did ten minutes, and most of it I was I was freestyling. <laughs> Like, just telling stories about the homies. (laughs) Now, mind you, she told Martin Lawrence, a king, like a a legend. Oh, my God. A legend. That she could do 30 minutes. That she could do 30 minutes. That's like an HBO special right there. He said, all right, bet. (sighs) Now, obviously, when time came, she ended up doing 10 minutes. Yeah, yeah. Because she didn't have 30 minutes. Hell no. Long story short, the moral of the story for her story was, shout out to Just Hilarious, really enjoy her podcast. She was saying that sometimes you 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 know you put in a position where you lie mm-hmm. to get ahead, and that her opening for Martin Lawrence changed her whole life because she Very got true. other opportunities to open for Monique and all these other major, and then put her on a, pat, a platform to be able to do. And I was thinking to myself, right, when have I ever lied to quote unquote progress in my career? Mm. And I was listening to it, and you know, I, and I was just reflecting, like, damn. I have done that before. Of course, you got to I mean, you you almost have to do it, or you you're passing up on an opportunity. Yeah, that that you could literally use for something else. And it happened here. I, I can yeah, I can imagine. At iHeart. I remember our boss, one of our bosses, hit me up and was like, "Hey, can you load, you know, all of these shows up for us into the system?" For sure. Absolutely. And, and it was like, yeah, you know, we'll give you a couple extra hours. You know, Yo, and this was early, too. This, this is when early. we were sleeping this when at I the first station. Got, yeah. This is when I was asleep at the station. Yeah, I know. And I first got hired here. Now, full transparency. Now, I don't know if I, if we ever talked about this before, but when they hired me at Real 92.3 in 2015, they hired me for two hours a week. Mm-hmm. Okay. I was hired to do a mix on Friday night and a mix on Saturday night, one hour each. Right? Mm-hmm. Now... I'm not going to get into the pay, but it was nothing. I'm about to say, what pay? Right. <laughs> right. So that being said, when the opportunity came to do some more shit around this yes. motherfucker. Yes. Yes. I can do it. Yes, I'll do it. I had no, no idea way. how to load anything into the system 
at iHeartMedia. Yeah. Okay. No idea. Yeah. But I'm gonna figure it out. Yep. Hey, can you load the system? Can you load these shows? We'll give you two extra hours. Yep. Yes. Yep. I'll do it. <laughs> no problem. And then I was now. Now it's like, oh my god. <laughs> I gotta learn. I gotta to figure out how I'm gonna load <laughs> this this yeah. into that. Yeah. Right. Yep. So I just say that to say. It, it was good to hear somebody else's perspective, but I also remember when you got hired. Yes. Hell yeah. <laughs> I didn't know. And I, man. you, I remember your interview was like third Wednesday, Thursday. Well, it I was, was Thursday. On Wednesday. I was on air Friday. Okay. Your interview was your, your, you first got walked into the building. Your I, interview was Wednesday. I had never been to this building prior to that Wednesday. I walk in, you know, do the, do the interview, you know, and literally the same, same boss was like, all right, so yeah, you know how to yeah, been on radio before yeah. for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you know, okay, so you familiar with this system? Yeah, yeah. for sure. <laughs> People that okay, this is a radio term, right? They was like, so you know, next gen. Yeah, I had no idea what next gen was. <laughs> all I knew, my radio folks, all I knew was Vox Pro. Yo. I knew I could record some shit. Hey. Look. <laughs> <laughs> now the system that I used previously previously used the two stations that I was at before, I just remember it was it wasn't next gen for sure. Okay, so I didn't know how to hey, use you know how to use any this? of that. Yep, yep. never for heard sure. of it though. <laughs> you never heard of it at all, <laughs> at all, at all. Hey, yep, I know so how to work that. You're gonna be on. I know Friday. how to run my own board and everything. And and to, to fast forward it even more, shouts out to the homie J Nine because he helped yep. train me. Yeah, right. But even okay. Even then, I had no idea what I was doing. I knew the basics. Right? I remember, I remember coming in for your first show Bruh. on the air, right? And I literally looked at your hand. Oh yeah, I was. And I your was hand, I was, was doing this. For people that don't understand, like your hand was literally on some Michael J. Fox. Like it was just <laughs> like, and I was like, and I was just like, oh, like I was like, you gotta relax, yeah, like, because nah, I. The thing is. So here's here's a lesson that one one of my mentors told me earlier on, and I carried it on to to real ninety two three, and it was the best and worst thing that happened to me. All right, salute to Nautica De La Cruz, and shouts out to Julio G. Right, yep. Nautica De La Cruz. When I interned with her, she was the first person to show me the studio back at the beat, and one thing that always stuck what she said was real radio personalities don't track; they go live. So that pressure was already on. I'm like, don't track, meaning don't record, don't record, don't pre-record the. Don't put your stuff in Vox Pro. Don't pre-record the talking and then play it on the air. No, she's saying go straight up live. Turn the mic on and talk live every single time. Everybody not in radio got to break this shit down. Yeah, I'm sorry. So that was my, you know, my way. Now add that to I don't know the system, and I'm gonna prove to myself that I can go live, and. That's why I was shaking. I'm like, okay, I know the songs. I know this. I know that. But once you're on, it's a completely different thing. Yes. Shouts out to Julio G. Because I always heard in the back, like, and mind you, the we worked with Julio for like, one, he was here at Real 92.3 around the same time that we got hired, right? Yeah. A lot of people don't know that. But obviously, we looked up to Julio. And one thing I always heard Julio say, yeah, man. No interns. I'm answering the phones by myself. Yeah. I'm doing this alone, dolo. So I always carried that on from when we were doing, you know, homegrown out the apartment, when I was at the beat, when I, you know, I'm saying doing all that. I always 
made it a point to do it by myself. Never had a producer, none of that. No interns, any of that. I mean, we had people come through, but it was like when it came to the work, that's what it was. Yeah. So you you introduce not having um, the experience of the system, going live, and not having help. And you were there just to, as moral support, like, oh, you know, got you in. Let's We're going to do this, whatever. But I was shook because here it is, five-minute countdown. It's time to go live. What you going to do? What you going to say? How are you going to make an impact this first? You're thinking about art. So that's where I was at in that moment. I'm like, oh, snap. Yeah. Now, to be perfectly honest, I fucked up my first night. What you mean? I just was, I was off. I just wasn't, you know, because I had all that going on. So much to the point where there was some shit that was, you know, I I wasn't, certain breaks I missed because I just wasn't on time with it. It was a lot of stuff that happened. But again, to bring... To bring the point off full circle, had I just said, no, nah, I don't know it. Oh, no, nah, I don't know if I'm ready for that. Can I have some help? Like, who knows if they would have passed the opportunity to me? Yeah. They'd have been, it's probably been like, ah, he's not ready yet. All right, we'll, you know, we'll probably hire him down the line or we'll, we'll see what's up. It could have been an easy pass. So you're right. And it just hilarious is right. You Sometimes you got to lie your way into a situation <laughs> and see if you built for it. And I, I learned from that. Obviously, after that, I was like, no. That was a lesson for me of, no, you you can't be what everybody else does, right? Mm-hmm. You do it in your own way. Now, when we do our, we do homegrown, there, there's a different way in as far as the mixed format, you know what I'm saying? When 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 a DJ is there, it's a whole different element. Yeah. So I took that lesson as, okay, I can apply that principle in some ways, but let me get my foot in the door. Let me get established. Let me find a rhythm before I start doing that because it could backfire on you. Uh, so you're right, man. Sometimes you just got to lie your way and, and make the situation work. I remember when I was I was reflecting on times that I said, like, yeah, I could do it. Mm-hmm. I remember when I was DJing. <laughs> I still do it now. I remember when I was DJing, right? And I was trying to, I had just got some DJ equipment. Mm-hmm. Like, I just got some DJ equipment and because I couldn't afford my own equipment. So I was borrowing equipment a lot. And I remember they wanted me to do a jerk party. <laughs> and I was like, uh, I was like, can, they was like, can you do it? We doing an all jerk party. We don't want to hear nothing but jerk. And you're talking about like five hours, right? Yeah. I'm, I didn't have five hours Worth of jerk, jerk music. music hell. Like I had like, I had a solid hour. Mm-hmm. If that. And you know, mind you, jerk at the time, like, you know, in LA during the jerk movement, like you had to play records, and if you played a song for longer than two minutes, oh yeah, you had to be in and out. You was a boring DJ. You had to be in and out. So you got to just play the play the part that they like, mix it in real quick, mix out real quick. So I'm just like, yeah, I could do it for sure. Hell yeah, I could do it because I needed that two hundred dollars. You know what I'm saying? And I was like, damn, what I'm gonna do? Because they they was like, all right, we got two hundred for you. Pull up. And I was and just think about how how long was the party. Five hours. Yeah, dog. That's and I was just like, bro, what am I gonna do? I'm gonna die in here. (laughs) Like, and (laughs) and I was just like, I I mean, but I needed that two hundred though. Right, right. That two hundred dollars was crucial for me at that time. Yeah, I remember. So it was just like, yeah, I could do it. And I remember, boy, I was on every YouTube blog downloading. Oh, I was downloading Young Kurt. Damn, I was downloading. what uh um not um what you call it cold flames oh man like i was in i was downloading everything i could get my hands, hands on, on. Yeah, yeah 
It was some like it was it was the Go Go Power Ranger. It was all kind oh, of yeah yeah. I was just downloading everything. Does it, say, I, does it have jerk? Yeah, we're gonna put that in there. We're jerk put that in the song, mix. jerk music, anything. And I boy, when I tell you, I stretched that. I mean, but you I, see, the thing is, you you learn something about yourself in those moments and what you're capable of doing. And even even when when I had my stretch DJing, it would be the same same way. I'd be like. All right, yeah, I can DJ this wedding, or yeah, I can DJ this, and I mean, all they want to hear is um, this type of stuff. I I think I honestly, there was one. Now that I think about it, there was one time I did a quinceanera. Me too. I did a quinceanera. I had no idea. Matter of fact, no, that's when I was I hosted a quinceanera. You hosted? I hosted a quinceanera. <laughs> had no idea what the fuck <laughs> I was doing. <laughs> Had no idea. I, I forgot about that. Yeah. My boy hit me. He was like, hey, have you ever done it? Yep. Yep. <laughs> done it before. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like that. I was like, oh, yeah, it's kind of like that. Because I referenced it to an event that I had done for the radio. Says, yeah, for sure. What's the What's the one that happens every year? The one, uh, oh, my God. Damn, oh, I can't think of the name of what it. Up? Anyway, but it's, it's something that happens every single year. Pla- at Plaza... Oh, I can't think of it off top. Anyway, it's a big event that happens, and if you're part of radio, you go there every single year. I can't reference what what holiday it is or what happened, but it's something every single year. Anyway, uh, majority of Mexican crowd. I hosted it before. Thought I'd be cool. Man, when I say that this was difficult. You got exposed. Huh? Oh, I got exposed. But no, I'm, <laughs> no, I made it work out. I made it work out because what I did was – I end up again. My boy, my boy. It was his family, uh, so I was so like, "You knew the people." I knew no. I knew one person, mm. and I knew his his aunt who had hired me, who to do her daughter's quinceanera. Like, so I knew two or three people there, and I'm like, "But the crowd doesn't know me." It's not like I was this this guy from this radio station. They knew I did, you know, worked at a radio station, but I wasn't. I wasn't hired as a personality from the station. It was just like, oh, yeah, you and, you and your boy used to do radio back in the day. We just need somebody to host it. Boom. And lo and behold, my black ass show up. And I'm like, yo, I need some, just give me some some phrases. The phrases worked out, end up doing it. And it just showed me that, yo, if you can you can really challenge yourself and, and challenge yourself and Show what you're capable of doing. You you're gonna figure it out. You're gonna figure it out. I did the same thing at the bar mitzvah. Get the fuck out of here. I, I, did never, bar I never knew you did a bar mitzvah. Salas was there. Get out of here. We went together. I did a bar mitzvah. DJ it. DJ it. <sighs> DJ the bar mitzvah. So wait, did you, but you could play hip hop. Yeah, they, they liked hip hop, but they also wanted <laughs> shit, that yeah. other shit too. What? What you mean? They wanted some. I don't know what it was. <laughs> they wanted that other shit. It was. It was other. I ain't fucking with you, dog. It was, no, I'm saying it was. It was. It's, in, it's literally in my in my um, crate in my crate as other. It was other because I didn't know what the I didn't know what the, I didn't know what to categorize it as. You know what I'm saying? So it was just like, hey, and play that. Yeah, play that, play that. And so, at one point though, sometimes you you ever been you ever been doing an event? You just got to hand a nigga the ox court. <laughs> hey man, what you, you know got? what? Here, man. Hey, would you? <laughs> <laughs> hey, I done DJ. I done, I've been DJing a long time now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like there's been times been where I I DJ something for my friend Lee. Shout out to Lee. She's a real estate agent. Amazing luxury homes. Mm-hmm. She had. Her people flying from middle from overseas, the Middle East. I think I remember you telling me about that. One and too. they wanted some shit that I don't. I didn't even know what oh, it was man. or what they was talking about. So they you wanted put, to hear. You would put that in the other category hey, also. 
Hey, hey. Oh, you gave him the ox score. <laughs> Who want to plug in? Hey, this going to go directly to the speakers. I, this going to go straight into the speakers because <laughs> I don't know what you are talking about right now. <laughs> I don't even know how to download that. I don't that. know how to spell what you just said. <laughs> like, Here, just go. Yeah. You go. So, you know, sometimes it go like that. Hey, but it it, it shows you what you built up. Show you, you what you made, made of. of, man, for sure. Now, and I, and I, I love that because it's, it's one of those teachable moments. And anybody that's hearing this, it's not a it's not saying you should always lie in every situation. But damn it, sometimes that that sometimes gets your foot in the door. Man. Now, there's a there's a chance you could get exposed as long as you understand that. And you okay? Long, yeah. As long as you you know you okay with getting booed and getting tossed out the spot and all these other things. The worst thing that can possibly happen. Then cool. And you know, listen, a little exposure ain't never hurt nobody. Ain't nothing, you nothing know what I'm saying? Little 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 vulnerability. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Okay. Um, I know you saw the interview with Bruno Mars talking to Charlemagne and them. Yeah. About uh, cultural appropriation. I love how he addressed it, how he talked about it and just kind of answered like basically a lot of people kind of coming, coming down on, on Bruno Mars. I don't know why, um, but just throwing a cultural appropriation term at him. And he was like, look, man, you can clearly see there's not an interview that I haven't done that I haven't said that, you know, I've been inspired by MJ, inspired by Prince, by James Brown. I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for these people. And if, you know, it's going to continue to happen. People are going to continue to, to say these things. What you going to do with it? He's like, it is a time where it bothered me, but it's social media. You know, people are going to say what they're going to say. So I like the fact that he was confident in his answer. I look at body language now when it comes to interviews, and you can tell when when an artist is uncomfortable answering questions. Yep. But I didn't get that from him. I got that, you know, look, I know this question was going to happen. I'm going to answer it. I'm going to answer it. I'm sure it's going to probably come up again. But I signed up. This is what I signed up for. And it is what it is. Plus, Bruno Mars is rich as fuck. I mean, yes, but sometimes but, but, that that you don't you don't know what people be going through. Like, I understand that, that validation for a lot of people, rich or not. Sometimes it's a real thing for people. I understand all of that, and I'm with you. But, but Bruno Mars rich as fuck. Okay, I listen. I, I okay. You this was in the Breakfast Club interview, right? Mm-hmm. I remember Charlemagne saying. Charlemagne said that think about this, right? Just think about this. And I, I I remember him saying this on the pod. There's a guy who got his penis cut off, right, for social media clout. He literally admitted it. He was like, he had his homeboy take a knife and cut his penis nah, off cool. because he wanted social media attention. So when these people are talking on the internet, yeah. that's whose attention you're you're vying for. Right. You're trying to get the 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 approval mm. and the praise from people who think like that. Yeah. Fuck them people. <laughs> That's how I feel. So when I see, when I, if I'm looking at somebody like Bruno Mars and I know what my contributions are to whatever I'm doing, yeah. whether it's an equitable charity or whether it's, you know, whatever, uh, um, you know how people do the, um, the cancer, uh, the fight for cancer shit mm. or things like of that nature, whatever you doing to contribute to society is what you doing to contribute to, con- to society who cares what these people think? Like, do I think Bruno Mars? I think Bruno Mars is no different than The Weeknd. Explain. And what I mean by that is The Weeknd has become whatever his music is at the time. Mm-hmm. Right? So if you look at if you go all the way back to even like the, whatever album the I Can't Feel My Face song was on, I think it was called I Can't Feel My Face, low key. Uh, 
I'm not the biggest weekend fan, but whatever he's doing musically, he's that's that's what he's doing, mm -hmm. right? Uh, Bruno Mars the same way. When he was doing the other stuff, he dressed the part. You never saw him out of character. Got you, right? Yeah. Um, even if you go back and you look at uh, American Gangster, when Jay Z put out the American Gangster album, you always saw him in American Gangster. Mm. You know what I'm saying? When you look at it's certain people who embody whatever they're doing musically, mm. and that's what it is. Um, when Beyonce was doing the uh, what was it Sasha Fierce, mm -hmm. you only saw her as Sasha Fierce. True. So it's like, I think that people look at thing, look at art or expression, and think it's oh, it's appropriation. Oh, it's doing that. You don't know what the person's reason is yeah. for doing it, and that's why I say it's not the what; it's always the why. Mm -hmm. Let's figure out why somebody's doing it. If they don't have any malicious intent. Then why are we charging them with malicious intent? Well, I saw one person comment and say, um, oh, oh, he's doing black media again. Oh, that's that's good. Oh, good for him. <laughs> so basically implying that, yes, while he's playing this role, he can jump in and out of that role whenever he see fits. Agreed. Where, you know, as, as black people, you're black. Ain't yeah. no turning that shit off. So I get, I get where some people may feel offended, but again, Watch and listen to the actions of somebody. Now, I don't know if he's there's any truth to him denying black media or whatever the case may be, right? But we'll, we'll look at everything that he's done. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I, I don't know Bruno Mars to to kind of hold that um, that malicious intent. Like when it comes to uh, to race, I I just I don't see it. I and, and a lot of the interpretation could be off from other people that I have you know, experience that or, or maybe watch it from afar. Who knows? But I, I I get why certain people may have something to say, but I would say just dig into it a little bit more. And is it really what you're coming up with? Um, well, it says here that Bruno Mars, and this is according to Google, Bruno Mars, uh, is, his father's half Puerto Rican and half Jew, half Jewish. Mm -hmm. And, um, Somebody Hawaiian, right? Somebody from, from Ukraine and Hungary, and his mom is uh, Filipino in Hawaii. Oh okay. no, she's probably Filipino from Hawaii. So she's Filipina and has some Spanish ancestry. Okay, but they they she migrated to Ho to Hawaii. Got it. Okay, so Polynesian, right? I think that's Polynesian. So he's like an ambrosia yeah. of shit. Yeah, but again, when you have people, when there's Whenever you say cultural appropriation, a lot of the times it's linked to black. Did, did Eminem culturally appropriate? Some people say yes. Some people say you no. Know, I say no. But did Taco Mel culturally appropriate? Oh, that's a good one. I don't think so. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. where are we going with this shit? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, if it, it like so what you're saying to me is there should be no Mexican-owned soul food restaurants. Mm. Just like there should be no black-owned taco spots. That's a good point. Right? That's a good point. Yeah. I'm just saying, how far are we going with this shit? Right. So, like, that, that, that'd be my problem. Like, my problem is, I think people just don't got nothing to do. Mm -hmm. Like, people, all these people, that's why I hate cancel culture, and that's mm -hmm. why I don't like all of these think pieces. Be, like, there was a whole think piece with video and everything being put together about me and my situation with the other DJ in mm. LA, right? Yeah. It was a whole YouTube video think piece. Yeah. And it was like, what the fuck? How'd you come up with this? It ain't even that deep. Right. Like, what you mean? <laughs> so I'm like, I fuck the internet yeah. when it comes to 
what people are saying or whatever. I use YouTube comments to humble myself, mm -hmm. and that's it. I want to go in there when I'm feeling myself. I just closed another deal, <laughs> and I think that I'm the shit. I go in there, I read my YouTube comments, bring myself back down to earth. Yeah. Who's the black guy with the hat? <laughs> Where's Letty? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Be all that kind of shit. Right, right. So it just be like, all right, for sure. That's what I use it for. But other than that, I don't think Bruno should. I mean, he. I think he handled it well. I think it just sucks because cultural appropriation is a real thing. Yes. You know, they, these are these are real issues, but I feel like it's directed towards the wrong people. Now, now here's the thing. There is a point to be made when you're talking about marginalized black culture, mm -hmm. right? Because let me see. I'm going to tell you. I'm going to give you a great example. Marginalized black culture. Uh, all right. So I posted this video of these white people playing I posted this video of these white people playing rugby basketball or whatever the fuck this shit is right it's, I put white people uh, uh, white people shit season 3 episode 6782 right and it's just white people playing whatever weird form of European basketball where they wrestling at the same time right <laughs> now somebody commented on this and I'm going to tell you what he said he said so what I said is, I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna read my caption. Okay. My caption says, Tyler and Jackson decided to settle their differences on the court. Tune in to see the shocking season finale as the Toronto Trust Funds take on the Pennsylvania privilege. I thought it was hilarious. That was witty. That it was, was it was just some witty. It was yeah, witty. It was yeah. some witty asshole shit. Yeah. This guy comments. He said, "So, what if a leader slash spokesperson of the white community made a series called Black People Shit and used names like Jamal or Jaquisha <laughs> to explain shit that black people do? What would would that be acceptable or is only OK for you to do asking for a friend? Is it a white friend or this is a white person? Okay. I said it's a double standard that I take full advantage of. <laughs> White people are not the minority nor the marginalized subset of society. So, that being said, you got to take advantage of your advantage, <laughs> baby. You know what I'm saying? Some, so, hey, look, you know, white people, you don't get pulled over as often as I do. You might take the, you might take the yellow light. Take these jokes. Too. You might take the yellow light. Yeah. I'm not going to take the yellow right. light. I'm going to slow down and come to a halt, right, right? right? Because I know that the probability of me being pulled over in Burbank, California supersedes your probability of being pulled over in Burbank, California. That being said, when I have an advantage to take, God damn it, I'm going to take it. <laughs> Why not? I mean, you, you, <laughs> just what, what, what does Charlamagne say? You got to use your black privilege, right? Hey, listen, man. I'm going to take full advantage of saying the N-word in the presence of white people, <laughs> knowing that I can say it and they can't. Yes, I am going to take that. Because you know what? All in, We saw it during the whole quarantine. We saw it during uh, Black Lives Matter movement. Mm -hmm. All these Karens out here taking full advantage of their privilege, mm -hmm. calling the police on niggas not doing nothing. Yeah. And, and, and niggas, 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 uh, that's four of them right there. Yeah, there you go. Hey, white people, you know what I'm saying? We fuck with y'all. <laughs> niggas painting on their own house and shit. You calling the police. Mm. Niggas barbecuing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Hey, niggas hanging out in the parking lot of their own property. You calling the police. This white lady called the police and said this man is 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 doing harm to her. And he had was filming her. Right. That's the one with the dog? Yeah. Yeah. Like, get the f Anyway, that being said. Yes, yeah, she's going to take full advantage. I'm going to take full advantage of my privilege. Yes, I am. <laughs> I'm not mad at that. I'm not mad at that at all. I mean, when you when you put it in when you put it in context, I think that's 
where a lot of people kind of have to look at the the full spectrum of it. And so when people get offended by that, it's like, okay, you want to switch places? No, they don't. No. You don't? You don't. You want to switch places with me just so you can say the N-word? That's what you want to do? It's worth it for you? Is it worth it? Do you think it's worth it? That's a great question for white people. I'll say call. Oh, he's probably asleep right now. White homie Sean. I'm going to call Sean. See if Sean picks up. Shouts out to the homie white homie Sean, man. He's he's been doing radio with us here at iHeart. He's in Detroit right now, so I think he's he's uh, probably asleep. He has a, he has a little baby too. Yeah, he's probably knocked out, bro. He's knocked out. I don't care. But but Sean gets it. I think he he's gonna definitely not take the bait. I'm gonna call him and we're gonna see. He's not gonna take the bait. Hey, I don't think he has no interest. He's in even. Detroit. He probably yeah, is two asleep. hours uh, two hours ahead, two or three. He probably is. Asleep. Yeah, it's, it's almost one o'clock over there. Hey, it's Sean from. Yeah, yeah. Hey, hey, hey. I'm asleep. I'm not taking the bait, I'm bitch. I'm not taking your <laughs> phone call. I'm taking advantage of my privilege, and I'm going to sleep in. Love the homie Sean, man. Um, was there anything that we missed that we need to talk about? I feel like we. we I do want to ask a white person something though. Before we get off, I want to ask them if they would be willing to switch places or trade, trade their. Like, who's a white person? Would you want to be black and why? Who's a person that's in the culture that we know? Um, Matt. Yeah, but Matt not I, I'm not gonna Matt not gonna get on. Okay, then. Yeah. Um who else? We know white people. I don't know. No, see here's the thing. We I know we know what oh. Let's call our favorite homegirl Alex. Let's call Alex. Alex might not pick up. No, she's gonna pick up for sure. She might not answer the question. No, Alex is gonna say no. She's she's not gonna she's not gonna do it. She's gonna say no. She's gonna say no. No, I'm saying her answer is gonna be no. She'll do the she'll do the she'll answer the question, but I think her answer is gonna be no. Give her full. Let her know. Oh, I am. I am. That we on. And for the folks that's watching this or listening, sorry for it. Yeah. She said what? <laughs> I just washed my face. I'm getting in bed. Got my PJs on. I was like, what does he want? All right, look. So, look. We we on the air, right? Listen. Yeah. All right. So, we on the air. Hold on. Hi. All right. So, look, Alex. Yeah. Can you see? Yes. You can see the, you can see the screen? Yeah. All right. So we're talking about uh, uh, utilizing our privilege um, as black people, as black men to kind to kind, I'm utilizing my privilege to exercise my right to have double standards when it comes to certain things. Well, we needed a white person. Oh, I, I need to call Joe, too. We needed a white person to ask. the. What was the question, Chuck? Is it? Would you switch places with a black person? And if so, why? Would you want to be black for for any reason? Did you say I want to be like just in general? Sure. Or a black person? No, no, no. Just in general. Could I be Beyonce? That's a good, she, that's a good point. she said, "Can she be Beyonce?" I don't no. think we. I don't think we ruled out the terms. Like, is that is that something we can say or no? 
What you mean? Is, is that, is that a, if she said if she wants to be Beyonce, can she be can she yeah. be Beyonce? Yes? Is that a yes? Like, yeah. I would want to be Beyonce. Hell yeah. Okay. Be no, Beyonce. no, no, no. But you have to deal with everything that Beyonce has to go through, good and bad. As a black be woman. Beyonce? As a black woman, yes. I mean, okay, so I know what you're trying to ask. Okay. And the question is, because I know that that question gets posed for people, like white people all the time want to act like they're black, steal black culture, everything. But if it came down to it, white people would not choose to be black because it is a harder experience. I don't deal with racism. I, you know, we live vastly different. So I would not choose that life. Um, but if you're asking if I would want to be Beyonce, the answer is yes. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. All right. I perfect. love it. Tell me we got the, we got the answer. Yeah, that's we the got answer. that's the answer. All right. So if you could be Beyonce then yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, she's said, like, uh, yeah, hell yeah. Like, uh, there are so many people, so many people <laughs> that I would like to be. But not just like Keisha. Like me, but black is what you're asking. Like, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm, not, I'm just trying to be like me, but if I was black. Yeah, yeah. And I think like that's, you're, ba- you're basically asking, would you want to take on the plight of black women? I don't think anyone would on- answer that honestly, yes, which is why white people need to stand up for black people and also not see other culture. I digress. All right. Thank you. Alex, Alex on the mic, ladies and gentlemen. Alex is amazing. Thank you. Appreciate you. Was that all live on air? <laughs> well, we're live recording right yeah, now. You, so you yeah, you on. Yes. Yes. Okay. Love you, Alex. We, we hit you back. I please don't edit it so it makes me sound. Like, <laughs> like, no, I don't want to be black. Don't do me like that, okay? We got you. No edits on this one. Got no you. edits, no filters. Got All right. Thank you. All right, Alex. Love, love you, man. You Have a good love one. Bye. <laughs> bye. <laughs> I told Yo. you. She's like, I ain't. No, she's like, I ain't fucking with that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not I'm not fucking with that, and I'm not fucking with you right now. But Beyonce, I'm fucking with that. Um that so yes, that I guess that was the whole point. Bruh. That that's hilarious. I'm good. All right. Well, uh just a good reminder to tap in homegrown radio. Uh the podcast, of course, he's been giving you guys a lot of episodes. Shout out to Danny Lay, who who's been very um uh, you know, gracious with her time recently on one of the, the past episodes. Appreciate her taking over for International Women's Day. Uh, and I'm not sure the order of how we dropping these episodes. So salute to We have no been, idea. Yeah. And we ain't finna lie. And at all. No, this at is all. Fuck the bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> we got a lot of episodes that's coming out. And we got a lot more that we're uh, recording. What's the name of the episode? This one right here? Yeah. Lie to Kick It. Lie to Kick It. I'll yeah. take that one. <laughs> yeah. Lie to Kick It. Yeah, that's it. All right, well, it's Homegrown Radio, uh, Chuck Dizzle, DJ Head, and we'll catch y'all next time.